Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Let's pray. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful for tonight's service. We thank you, Lord, for the favor you have shown us to bring us here. Oh, what a privilege it is, Lord, when you order our steps into your house to hear your holy word. We pray, Lord, that tonight you will minister to our hearts. Let the Spirit teach us and draw us closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus as you take your seats. And please, am I using the microphone correctly or I need a little bit of a volume? Is it good? You can hear me well? Powerful. Awesome. Well, I want us to continue with our message on others. Others. This, uh, this message has been a great blessing to me, and I hope you are being blessed also. You know, it is one of the most important messages that you would want to hear. Amen. Amen. Messages that are really the heart of God are the type of messages that you want to hear. So tonight, for a short time, we want to uh, continue on with this message about others, others, amen. amen. Now, um, for the last two or so weeks, I, th- I was sharing with, with you about seven things that you must know about others, seven things that you must know about others. And number one, we said, think about others, think about others, think about others. God is always mindful of others. So think about others. Number two, what did we say? Others exist. exist. There are others who exist. That should be something that you should be mindful of. That others exist. It is not just the people that are around you, but there are others who exist. Others exist. And we shared a lot about that. Number three, what did we say? Others are Thirsty. Others are thirsty. Amen. Amen. You know, first we said think about others. And then I think you remember the story we read about um, the four lepers. Do you remember? Yes. We talked about the four lepers. And, and they said we do not well if we are not thinking about others. We do not well. And then others exist. We talk about the rich man, the foolish rich man, who didn't think about others, who didn't think that there were others who exist and they didn't know what to do with his wealth. Do you remember the story in Luke chapter 12? Wonderful. And now we say others are thirsty. Others are thirsty. And we read a story about the, the woman at the well in John chapter 4 about woman at the well. And we learned that there are so many people out there who are also thirsty. Amen. Others are thirsty. And then what else did we read? Number four, we said others are hungry. There are many hungry people. Do you realize that? There are a lot of hungry people. Hungry for the word of God. It is you who has it in abundance. And so you don't seem to have value for it. And anytime you are full, that is how hunger is. When you are full, you think everyone is full. You see, but when you are hungry, you think that everyone must be hungry. And so you want even the person that is preparing the food to rush. But perhaps the person is also not hungry as you are. But you think that everyone is hungry. So when you are hungry, you don't see why people are so slow in preparing food. Do you understand? And that's how it is. When we are full of the gospel, when we are full of the word of God, we think that it's not, we don't need any more. We don't even find a need to start more churches. Do you see? There are some of you who are sitting here who are pastors, who can start churches. 
and churches which can become very large. Do you understand? But when you are full, you think that, you see, some of you think that the word of God is abundant everywhere. And that the word of God is taught everywhere like the way you hear it and you know it. But there are others who are hungry and they will die to hear what you are hearing. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor you are in a good place. Say you are hearing good things. But there are others who are hungry. Amen. And then we talk about others need a shepherd. Number five, others need a shepherd. There are others that need a shepherd also. We read in John 10 and 16, Jesus says, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Them also. Other sheep I have, they are not of this fold. They are not here. Them also I must bring. So God is always conscious of others. Amen. He says, they must, they must come and join the fold and they shall hear my voice. There are other sheep that need to hear the voice of the shepherd. Amen. Amen. Others need a shepherd. Many others need a shepherd. Hallelujah. There are so many people that need shepherds. There are so many people whose life would be much better if they had a shepherd. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4 and verse 41. Luke chapter 4 and verse 41. It says, And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Okay, why don't we read from verse 40? Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. It says, Now when the sun was setting, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. So they brought a lot of people to Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Verse 41, And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuked, and he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a a desert place, and the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him. That means they pleaded with him that he should not depart from them. Do you see? That is how church members are. When they fall in love with a particular pastor, they don't want you to leave. They want you to stay with them. Isn't that so? Yeah. They, 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 don't, they don't want you to go. They want to, and then we like our nice group. Why? We are, we are happy. Where are you going? We are happy. You know, it's like we don't need anyone to come and interfere with our relationship. That is how we don't even welcome others. Because we are happy here and you, where are you coming from? Who are you? You see, we have been here for a while. We know, our, we don't welcome people. We are happy with our pastor. And we don't want, so they came to him and they, they said, we like you. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We are happy with you. you. Look at all the things that are happening. We are happy. And then the next verse, he says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. I must. I can't stay here. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. This is the reason I was sent. I'm always about others. Once I meet and I establish you, there are others. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when we have a mind of God, this is how we think. We are never into ourselves. We must always think about others. Hallelujah. Many others. He says, and men, when they have come. They brought many diverse diseases, sicknesses, all kinds of demons. And they brought him. They brought them to him. And he healed them. And they were amazed. They saw the power. And they hear the preaching. And they are amazed about, with the wisdom that is coming out of his mouth. And they say, stay here. And you see, 
men like fame. Do you understand? Men like fame, and men would like to stay in a place like that, and then be big. And then there's so many people serving and pampering him and praising him. Do you understand? So that is what they were doing. Stay here. And that is what men will normally do. But God knows always that there are others. There are others. Hallelujah. He says, others, there are others in other cities. And I must go there also. And so if you read the next verse, it says, is there another one? And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. He left to preach in other places also. Amen. Amen. Number six, other brethren are in danger while we sit in the palace. Other brethren are in danger while we sit at the palace. We remember the story about Esther. Mordecai reminded Esther about her fellow brethren whose lives were in danger as she was enjoying in the palace. So as you are comfortable, as you feel safe, your household is saved, your husband is saved, your wife is saved, your children are saved, and you, you, you are happy, you come to church on Sunday, you dress nicely, dress your children, and come to church. There are other brethren whose lives are in danger. They are on their way to hell. They are perishing. People are dying every day and they are going to hell. There are other brethren whose lives are in danger. Amen. When we are enjoying ourselves. Amen. Amen. Many people's lives can be mended if they will hear the things that you are hearing also. If you will not be comfortable in your palace and you will think about them, many lives can be mended. Many marriages, many broken homes. If they were to hear some of the things that we are hearing, perhaps it will help with their marriages. It will help in their homes. Amen. Amen. There are many hungry souls. Many people are out there who need to hear some of the things that you are hearing. There are many Christians who could be better Christians. It is you who hears and you are not really changed. But many, there are many out there who will hear what you are hearing and they will become some wild Christians. Are you with me? Yes. yes. So others, uh, other brethren are in danger while we sit in the palace. And the last one, other brethren need supplication and prayer. Other brethren need supplication and prayer. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Today I want to touch on another subject about others. And I want to talk about others and selfishness. Others and selfishness. Others and selfishness. Now, selfishness, by definition, or to be selfish, means lacking consideration for others. Lacking consideration for others. When we say you are a selfish person, it means you lack consideration. You don't consider others. So selfishness is lacking consideration for others. Or to be concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. When you are concerned chiefly or mainly with your own personal profit or pleasure, that is selfish. And if you remember, in the beginning of this message, I, sh I shared with you that the world naturally is a selfish world. This world is a selfish world full of selfish people. Everyone does something out of selfish gain. Whatever everyone is doing in the world, it is for their own selfish gain, selfish interest. People marry out of their own selfish gain, selfish interest. Isn't that so? Yes. And they say it's out of love. It's not out of love. Because, you see, if we marry out of love, there would be never a divorce. But divorce is a, a reason, or divorce is a cause of, I am not happy. I am not happy with you. I am not gaining what I was expecting. I'm not seeing what I was expecting. 
Isn't that so? That is why people leave marriages. I don't want you anymore. Why? Because I am not happy. So if it has of love and you are married, then you should not leave if you are not happy. Because that's not why you are married. But you are married out of your own selfish interest. Amen. So the world is full of selfish people. The only time the self comes out is when God is in it. That is the only time the self comes out. When we are marrying in the Lord. And in the Lord, there is love and there is submission. There is respect. And so there is nothing like, I'm not happy. So I'm leaving. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yeah. People have selfish interest in everything that they do. Even you assign sheep to shepherds and they select the sheep that they have interest in. Do you understand? They, they, they have a sheep. You see a shepherd following a particular sheep. They have personal interest. And you neglect all the other sheep. Calling and following up. Oh, I called why you are not in church. I called why you were late. I called why. Are you, are you this? Where are you? Are you coming? It's out of your own selfish. You have a gain. You have interest in this person. Do you understand? People join churches out of their selfish interest. So something happens, they are not happy. I am not happy, so I'm leaving. Selfishness. Amen. So selfishness is the greatest deviation from the will of God. It is the greatest deviation from the will of God. Selfishness. If you, you really want to know whether you are in the will of God or not, if you want to assess whether you are in the will of God or not, the way to do it is to assess how much you do for yourself and how much you do for others. Then you know if you are in the will of God. How much you consider or how much of your heart goes out for others and how much is into yourself. Because God is always about others. And the moment you are into yourself, you deviate from the will of God. Esther was almost out of the will of God when she was thinking of herself and her life and her safety and not thinking about the others, the other people of God. When she was not thinking about the people of Israel, she was deviating from the will of God. But the will of God was to bring her into the palace for that reason. That God through her will save his people. God is always about others. Amen. Amen. So thinking about others is a key to defeat selfishness. When you have a mind about others, when you are thinking about others, it is a great key to defeat selfishness. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, oftentimes when we hear or we read the scripture, our minds automatically goes to, you know, this is about pastors, you know, this is about shepherds, evangelists, full-timers. You want to be in a full-time ministry. You know, this is about real serious Christians, like Christians who are on zeal. You know, very zealous Christians. These people who are, you, they are into ministry. Do you understand? But Jesus is saying, if any man, any man, if any man will come after me, that means anyone who wants to be a Christian, anyone who wants to follow me, anyone who wants to be called a Christian, you must first deny yourself. 
He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. The person that is coming after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You ought to be able to deny yourself. If you are selfish, you cannot be a believer. You cannot be a Christian. If you are selfish, you cannot walk with God. So he says, if you are following me, if you are coming after me, if you want to be called a Christian, then you must deny yourself. Hallelujah. That is uh, a condition of service that Jesus is giving to us. He's giving us the, the requirement for following him. For every man. It's not only for pastors. Hello? It's not only for evangelists. It's not only for prophets or shepherds. It's for sheep. It's for shepherds. It's for children. It's for fathers, mothers, uncles. It's for aunties. It's for pastors. It's for everyone who says, I am a Christian. He says you should deny yourself. To deny yourself is to eliminate selfishness. Deny yourself. Take out selfishness. If you want to follow me. If you want to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Now I want to share with you the three major pillars of selfishness. Three major pillars of selfishness. The, the first pillar that I want to share with you is the pillar of self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. So we are talking about selfishness. And we are now talking about the three pillars or the three major pillars. These are not the only pillars. But the major ones. We are going to share about the major ones, the major pillars of Selfishness. And the first one that I'm sharing with you is self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. Now, in this pillar, you will find the human nature of you becoming more and more aware of yourself in self-consciousness. That human nature. This is a human nature. And it becomes more and more prominent when you become more and more of yourself or aware of yourself, then you begin to look into yourself. You begin to look inwardly. Hallelujah. When you are like this, you become more concerned about what people think about you. What people's assessments are about you. When you have self-consciousness. That is what opens the door, self-consciousness, it is the key door, the key that opens the door to many evils to enter into your life. Self-consciousness. Yes. When you become concerned about what people think about you. When you become concerned about how people assess you. How people look at you. When you begin to cherish the honor of men. When you begin to admire the honor of men. When men begin to admire you and they are praising you and you are enjoying it, you are opening a door to many evils. Amen. And that is a way that you move away from the will of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 5 and verse 54. The Bible says, How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. How can you believe? So true believers, they do not seek the honor of men. Steve, do you understand? True believers, they don't care what men think about them. Jesus says, how can you believe when you are seeking honor one of the other? How can you say you are believers? How can you believe when you are seeking honor one of the other and not the honor that cometh from God only. So true believers, they only seek the honor that comes from God. Not the one that comes from men. So self-consciousness opens the door to the fall of man. Self-consciousness makes you now not seek the honor of men and you are conscious of what men say 
about you and not what God says about you. Hallelujah. Amen. Or you don't understand the word of God this evening. Yes. When you are self-conscious, when you are, you, 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 what people say about you is so important to you. You can never do the work of God. You can never be in the will of God. If you are a pastor and you are concerned about what others say about you, you can never be a, you can never do the will of God. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. I said self-consciousness is the key that opens evils into our lives. Genesis chapter 3. It says, now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Then your eyes shall be open. Then you'll be conscious of yourself. The day that you eat it, you will be conscious of yourself. You will know who you really are. Amen. It says, for God that know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods. You will see yourself as gods. You can see the things that God can see. Amen. You see, this is someone who is talking from experience. I'm saying self-consciousness, it is the key that opens the door for many evils to enter into your life. So he says, God that know that the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes. You see, now it's all about her. It's good for food. It is pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Because of all of this, she took of the fruit thereof. And did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her. And he also, he did eat. Women. Hmm. Hmm. Sometimes you, you don't know how blessed you are when you are single. Huh? Look at somebody. Look at somebody. Hmm. He says, eat, eat, eat. Uh, you don't love me. You see, you don't love me. If you love me, you will eat it. <laughs> hey. You say, till death do us part, for better or for worse. So, I don't know, I don't see how better or worse this is. If you love me, eat it. <laughs> if another woman has given you apple, wouldn't you have eaten it? What a shock. <laughs> so the man also doesn't want trouble. He says, as for women, when they say just eat and then you are free. You are not free. You are not free. <laughs> you are not free. So he also did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. Here is trouble. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked. Suddenly. They knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Hallelujah. The result of self-consciousness 
is an instant fall from the glory of God. Instant fall. Once you become conscious of yourself, it's an instant fall. Once you become now noting of yourself how important you are, how, 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 how valuable you are, when your position becomes now important to you, you are beginning a descent from God. Amen. You are falling. He says, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed thick leaves together and made themselves apron. So suddenly, they know that they are naked. This is the beginning of all our problems. Yes. When the first man and the woman became self-conscious, when they were conscious of themselves, this is the beginning of all our... You see, this, was, this happened, and for this moment, there was no murder. There's no stealing. There's no lying. Do you understand? There's no backbiting, no gossiping, no all these sins. They are not there. But self-consciousness, it has just now suddenly moved us away from God. Just being self-conscious. Or oh, you don't understand the word of God. Is it? It's not murder. It's not lies. It's not stealing. It's self-consciousness. When they became self-conscious, when they were conscious of themselves, they began now drifting away from God. Amen. So once you are aware of yourself, you are falling out of the will of God. Once you become conscious of yourself, you even re refuse to serve others when you are conscious of yourself. You are not able to give of yourself to others when you are conscious of yourself. You become concerned about what others are saying about you. You become concerned about what others are thinking about you. When you are conscious of yourself, you fall out of the will of God. The will of God is always about others. Amen. Amen. So once you become conscious of yourself, once you become aware of yourself, your dignity, your position, it becomes difficult to do many things for God. When you are conscious of yourself, your position, your dignity. Amen. You see, a lot of women, when they marry, a lot of women, and I've seen it even in a church, when they marry, they don't want to do certain things anymore. Are you with me? Yeah. When they are married, now they feel they are even more important than others who are not married. Just married. Just someone has just married you. They feel they are more important than others. Do you understand? They feel that a wife of a certain caliber must not be doing certain things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When, you see, then you become conscious. Now you are a missus. You see? So you are conscious of yourself. And then even when you are doing something, you become conscious. Hey, I am missus so. I shouldn't be doing this. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Why? Now, now, why? I cannot be doing these things. I cannot be doing, I cannot be carrying things around like that. <laughs> Amen. So they feel like certain jobs are now menial. You know, they are cleaning the church, sweeping, happily doing this. The moment they are married, they don't want to do them anymore. May you never stop serving God because of marriage. They don't serve tables anymore because they are married. Amen. Especially the cooperate wives. They don't even want to do housework anymore. It's like we... Ah, we have to have seven mates in the house. We have to have cleaners. Because they are, they are conscious of themselves. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand the word of God? You don't like my message? Huh? That's what's on the menu. It's on the menu. That's what I'm preaching. It's too late. I can't change it. Amen. Even some, some wives... 
they don't want their husbands to do certain work. They don't want their husbands, ah, no, you can't, you're embarrassing me. You, you, you are embarrassing me. You see, so now the husband can, you are self-conscious, so the husband cannot even give himself to others. Do you understand? No, no, you can't be doing this now. Why? Because I'm married to you, you see. Because I'm your, I'm your wife. So they, they, are now, they are now self-conscious. And they move away from the will of God. You see, wives happily doing things, going up and down, running around, doing things. The moment they are married, they begin, even their walking has changed. They begin to walk like madams, you know. You know madame walking? I'll show you madame walking. You don't know madame walking? Ah. You are lying. You know madame walking. No, 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 no. I can't do Madame working. Ah! I don't, you, you people, you know Madame working. I'm not showing you. You are, you, you, you're behaving like you don't know things. You know, one day, there was an usher in the church, you know, and when people come, you know, he carries the babies, um, strollers for the mothers, he's helping them. Sometimes, you know, he would take even the mothers, they say, come in, come in, leave your car. I'll go and pack your car for you. You know, and he would do. The moment he married, <laughs> he stopped. <laughs> so the wife, you can't be doing these things. You can't be picking baby strollers. You can't be packing people's cars. Hey. Madam, 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 when I'm around. So whenever the wife is not around, you see the man is doing the things again. So then we realize that it is the wife. Self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. When, be, when people become self-conscious of their degrees, their college degrees, they are not able to serve others. They are not able to serve others. Self-consciousness is a deviation from the will of God. Amen. You see, you are concerned about what others will say about you. You are concerned about how others assess you now. And they say, look at a doctor's wife and you are doing this. Look at a doctor's wife walking around on the street and sharing trucks. And all people are talking to you anyhow. You can't be doing that. You see, you are conscious now of yourself. That's how God is going to take your doctor's wife away from you. Amen. Look at Mr. and Mrs. So's wife. Look at what she's doing. And when you are conscious of this kind of assessment, you fall out of the will of God. Amen. Others. Others and selfishness. You are now Mrs. So and so. So you can do this. I cannot do this. I can't carry this. I can't carry that. You are now the pastor's wife. So I can't do this. I can't do that. You I can't do this. I can't do that. You are now a pastor. So I can't do this. I can't do that. Now you are self-conscious. Others. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or you should be doing this now. Now, now that you are a pastor, this is what you should be doing. This is what, now that you are a pastor's wife, this is what you should be doing. That's what you should be doing. You must do the work of God. Amen. And it's about others. Amen. Amen. That's it. No matter what you are, who you are. It's about others. You must do the work of God. Amen. Amen. So being conscious of yourself is an instant fall. The instant fall of man. Hallelujah. Some people, they have finished college. And you can't even get a job in the profession that you have finished. And you say you can't work in any other job. And you are hungry. But you are self-conscious of your degree. And you say, oh, a pharmacist, I cannot be doing this. I can't be doing it. As a nurse, I can't be doing home care and all kinds of things. I said, I said, I said, I said, CEO, I was a pharmacist. There was, 
a guy who was a pharmacist. And then he traveled to London. <laughs> He's a pharmacist in a certain country. Now, you cannot be a pharmacist in every country where you go. It doesn't work like that. So he has arrived in London, and he, he says he's a pharmacist. So he can't do certain jobs. So we say, we are going to do cleaning jobs. He said, oh, but me. <laughs> hey. We are going to do cleaning job. There's some cleaning job. They are hiring. Three, they need three people. Oh, but me. Charlie, you know how. how. And the man is hungry. <laughs> Self-consciousness. Not wise. Amen. So let's read. It says, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Self-consciousness. The Bible says they heard the voice of the Lord God. So self-consciousness is the reason why many people hide from the call of God. When they are self-conscious, you hide from the call of God. When you are self-conscious, you do not respond to the call of God. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When God calls you, you immediately become conscious of yourself and you assess yourself. And you say you don't qualify. You realize that you have certain weaknesses in you and God is calling you, but you hide and you feel you don't qualify. Self-consciousness. You see, if it wasn't the persistent grace of God, Moses would have lost his call. Moses was self-conscious. He was conscious of himself. And so, as God was calling him, he was giving reasons why he does not qualify. Because he was looking at himself. Amen. Self-consciousness. Hallelujah. So, when we are self-conscious, we think we know ourselves even more than God knows us. We think we, 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 there, are, there are things about us that even God doesn't know. So sometimes we are even giving you something to do and then you say, God doesn't know what I am. He doesn't know. If God knew that I am weak in this area, he will not. God knows that you are weak. God is very aware. So the Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord. They heard God's voice. Amen. So you realize that we have all kinds of wickedness. All kind, everyone, we all have wickedness in us. And God is very much aware of it. But they heard the voice of God and they hid themselves. They hid themselves. Because now they were aware of themselves. They were able to assess themselves. And the reason why they are hiding themselves is because they know now that they are naked. They are conscious of themselves. And self-consciousness makes you hide from the call of God. Amen. But I say that God knows of your wickedness. God knows of your heart. God knows of how you don't qualify. Amen. But self-consciousness will disqualify you even when God is overlooking all these weaknesses and calling you. Amen. Bishop gave an example. He said there was once some evangelistic meeting and many pastors, they invited many pastors and they put them in a hotel, some big hotel full of pastors. And then that period that they were there, the hotel had the highest of their income from watching adult movies. <laughs> you don't understand. That period, those three or four days, the hotel, they had never seen like increase in their income because people come to sleep there and they don't watch certain type of movies. Children are here, so we can't say a lot of things. Do you understand? But that period, they saw that there has been a, a surge in their income from 
watching adult movies. So all the pastors will go to their churches guilty. Do you understand? <laughs> they are guilty. So if you are self-conscious and you are standing behind the pulpit and you are preaching certain messages, it will not come out. <laughs> Do you understand? The message will not flow because now you are self-conscious. But God, out of his mercies, overlook all these weaknesses and he still calls you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God and he still calls you. Amen. So no one is perfect. No one is perfect. Amen. Amen. But the devil is the one who brings these. You see, this is from the devil. This is from the devil. The devil's goal is to make you self-conscious. The devil knew that the moment they become self-conscious, they will move away from the will of God. And so he says, eat this, and your eyes will open. You become wise, and you become as God's. So one of the easiest ways the enemy will get us to fall away from the will of God is to be self-conscious, to make us self-conscious. So that is why, that is, that is why he used the same key on Adam and Eve, to be self-conscious. Hallelujah. So when you hear, for instance, people say, ah, a Christian, and look at what you are doing. You see, now they are making you self-conscious. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Have you heard that before? You say you are a Christian. Look at what you are saying. Look at what you are doing. You say you are a Christian. Look at what you are doing. You go to church. Look at what you are doing. Are you understanding? You say you are a pastor. Look at what you are doing. They are making you self-conscious. To be conscious of yourself. That See, so when you are hearing all these things, they are the voice of the devil. You are the one that says you are a pastor. Look at the things that you say. Look at the things that you do. You are the one that says you are a Christian. Look at the things that you do. So those are the voice of the devil to make you self-conscious, to make you conscious of yourself, to disqualify you from the will of God. Amen. Amen. People who talk like that, that's the voice of the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Yeah. So, the Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So self-consciousness makes you hide from two most important things in your life or that you need in your life. Self-consciousness. Number one, it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God and hid themselves. So self-consciousness makes you hide from the voice of God. Self-consciousness makes you not even want to come to church. Amen. Amen. Have you not felt sometimes you felt like I don't qualify to be here? Sometimes you have done certain things and you feel like I don't, I don't qualify to be here. Self-consciousness makes you hide from the voice of God. He says, and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Self-consciousness makes you hide from the presence of God. You move away from the presence of God when you are self-conscious. Amen. Amen. The devil will always tell you and make you aware of yourself in every area to realize that you do not qualify. The devil will tell you you are not worthy. You don't qualify. You are not, you, they, they, he will tell you that the people who go to church, they are not like this. Don't you see the people who go to church? Look at their marriages. Look at how they relate. Look at your marriage and compare to them. And then you feel like you don't qualify. You feel like you don't even belong. Self-consciousness, it makes you aware of yourself. Self-consciousness. It will tell you, look, you don't qualify. Look at the people who lead praise and worship. Are, are you the kind? Are you the type? You don't, why are you standing there embarrassing yourself? And then you become conscious of yourself. Do you understand? He will point out certain things that you have done. And it disqualifies you. Amen. Or you don't understand the word of God. Self-consciousness will disqualify you from the will of God. It will make you disqualify. 
makes you not want to give yourself out to others. Self-consciousness. Hallelujah. They will tell you that you are not the kind that should get married. Say, look at people who are getting married. Are you the type? Look at them. Are you the kind? The devil will tell you your mouth. Even the, your mouth. And you know that you have a mouth. Do you understand? You know that you have a mouth and then he will bring it. You will be aware. And then you say, this mouth. And then you lose interest. You lose interest. Self-consciousness. Amen. So he says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? Where are thou? Where are you? Where are thou? Where are you? You see, they hid amongst the trees because the trees will not say anything. Do you understand? The trees can't talk. So self-consciousness, it pushes you into a certain company. Certain company that accommodates you. Do you understand? Where you feel comfortable. He says, and the Lord God called and said, where are thou? And the Lord said, where are thou? And he said, I heard thy voice. I heard you. I heard you. I hear God calling me, but I don't feel like I'm qualified. I hear, I, I feel an urge to do the work of God, but I don't feel like I'm qualified. I have, you know, I, I, sometimes I get some dreams. Sometimes I feel like, you know, one day, I had a dream. And then um, when I came out, I woke up, I got ready and I was going to work. And I came out. And when I came out, there were two doves sitting on my car. Like that. I mean, I have never seen doves in my area before. So there were two doves sitting on the car like that. And I said, ah, what is this? Because you see, all along, I have been struggling with my calling. And I said, am I really called? Am I really called? And then the Lord revealed something in the dream to me. And then when I came out, and I saw those two doves, and I said, Lord, I receive it. I'm coming. From that day, I realized that my ministry changed. My ministration changed. You see, it's the devil that will tell you that you are not qualified. It's a devil that will tell you, you don't qualify. You have, don't you, this weakness in you. And you know the weakness. You know you are naked. Are you with me? You know you are naked. And he'll tell you, you don't qualify. You don't deserve it. I can't share so many things. So. And he said, and I heard a voice in the garden, and I was afraid. And I was afraid. So self-consciousness, another thing that comes with self-consciousness is fear. It's fear. And I was afraid. And I hid myself. I was afraid because I was naked, because I was aware of myself. Self-consciousness brings fear. Hallelujah. He says, I was afraid. Fear. Self-consciousness makes you lose trust. You can't trust people. It brings fear in you. You feel like you cannot confide in people. You are, you are conscious of yourself. You see, when you are a child, you speak out to your parents. You, you, you tell them whatever is about you, what is wrong with you. But when you feel grown, you feel you are exposing yourself. You are conscious of your nakedness. Do you understand? And so you... you, 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 you you, you're going through certain difficulties, but you can't talk about it because you don't want to lose that image. You don't, you, 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 are, you, you, are, you are suffering, but you cannot expose it because you are conscious of yourself. 
You are conscious that you will be called a failure. You are conscious that you will be called someone who is not successful in life, someone who is not hardworking, someone who is not trying. You, you are conscious of those things. But a child does not care. A child will tell you what is wrong, what is this. Sometimes even when you are having certain pains, you, can't even, you don't even want to tell your wife because you think, you are, you are, are you a child? Ah, this small pain also. And they will say that. This small pain, you are lying in bed all day. <laughs> so you don't even want to open your mouth because you want to, and then you get up and walk with your pain straight like this. Amen. Self-consciousness, it brings fear when you are conscious of yourself. Amen. It makes you not come close. Self-consciousness, it moves you away. It moves you away. When you are self-conscious, it moves you away. You can't fellowship. You cannot fellowship when you are self-conscious. Sometimes you, you say you are it's out of respect, and, but it's self-consciousness. Out of respect, you can't come and fellowship with, you know, and sit with you and talk and out of respect. But it's, that is not the reason. It is self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. You are conscious of yourself. And so you realize that you lose on counseling. He says, I was afraid and I hid. I was afraid because I was conscious of my nakedness. I was conscious. And because of that, I hid myself. It cuts you off from counseling. It cuts you off from blessings. It cuts you off from ministration. It cuts you off from many things. Self-consciousness. Sometimes you feel self-conscious so much of your dignity that even you need certain prayers, you will not ask for it. You will not come for it. We are calling for certain prayers and it pertains to you. You need it. But you are so conscious of yourself. Big manism. <laughs> Do you know what is big manism? Yeah. You know, many people, because of self-consciousness, they can't even discuss the things that trouble them. And so they don't receive counseling. You are hiding out of fear. You are conscious. Perhaps if I tell the pastor, he may use it to preach. Perhaps if I use it, it makes you lose trust because you are conscious if he uses it to preach and people know about this, I will be embarrassed. It's self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. Anytime you encounter the devil, self-consciousness. Amen. You cut yourself out from many things, from blessings. Even as I'm preaching, you know, self-consciousness. Sometimes even when the message throws a light in your life, and it throws a light in your life, you become self-conscious, and then you begin to defend yourself. As you are sitting right here, right now, you are beginning to defend and fighting the message out of self-consciousness and losing the counseling and the wisdom that is in the message. Your self-consciousness. Ah, he's talking about me. I think it's about me. And then you are about that. Self-conscious. Look at how he's embarrassing me in front of everyone. Talking about wives and everyone thinks he's talking about me because I'm the pastor's wife. Everyone thinks he's talking about me. You cut yourself off the wisdom of the message. Self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. Amen. I am the one that has I'm the one that has finished college and I don't have a job, so this message, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> Self-consciousness. Self-consciousness. It's a sign. Self-consciousness. Amen. So he says, and he said, I heard a voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And look, and he said, Who told thee? Who told thee that thou was naked? Who told thee? Who told you that you are naked? Who told you that you are naked? Who told you? The moment you become conscious of yourself, the moment self consciousness comes in, God knows that you have had an encounter with the devil. He said, Who told you? Who told you that you are naked? Who told you that you are naked? Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee 
that thou shouldest not eat. Have you eaten it? And Adam, he was not there, but he didn't know that an encounter had taken place. So look at where he was passing it. And he said, the woman whom thou givest to me, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. So as for Adam, this was the source. But the real source was there. So God now turned, and then he says, the next verse, he said, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent, the devil, I had an encounter with the devil. She deceived me. And now I am conscious of myself. My self-consciousness was a result of my encounter with the devil. That is where the root was. That is where it came from. An encounter with the devil. Anytime you begin to be self-conscious, conscious of yourself. Eh, they spoke to me in a certain way in, in, the, in the choir, so I'm not singing anymore. You are conscious of your dignity. The devil is talking to you. The devil is talking to you. God says, who told you? Who told you that you are important? Who told you that you are naked? Who told you that you are a missus? Who told you? Who told you? Who told you that you are a pastor's wife? So today now you can't be clean and all kinds of things. Who told you? It's an encounter with the devil. Self-consciousness. It is the door. You see, the beginning of the fall of man, it began not from murder, but from self-consciousness. When man became self-conscious, that is when the fall came. Instant fall. So anytime you begin to assess yourself and feel important, and because of your position, you think, because sometimes you're doing certain things, and then you become conscious of yourself. You know, sometimes even you are eating in a certain way, and you become conscious of yourself. Do you understand? As you are all, everybody is going to get, you know, the food, you are taking the place, and then you are looking around. Ah, me too. Oh. You, you are conscious of yourself. You don't even want to go. We say there is a buffet. We are seven. Come and get your food. And uh, my husband, yeah. I'm married. The ladies have to serve me. <laughs> Self-consciousness. So self-consciousness is a sign that you have encountered the devil. And it's a descent. You are falling from the will of God. Falling from the will of God. And you become self-conscious. Hallelujah. Amen. So self-consciousness, what are some of the things that it brings? You hide from the voice of God. Amen. And you hide from the presence of God. You become afraid. It, be, it brings fear. It makes you lose trust. You cannot come close. You can't come close. Amen. You see, when you are self-conscious, you realize that when you are even meeting a person, you, you pass somewhere. You don't want to meet a person. You don't want to meet a person. Now, because you have become self-conscious. Perhaps he's going to send me around, treat me like a child. I'm not a child anymore. But the blessing is for the children. The blessing is for the children. Amen. The blessing is for the children. Amen. So you lose counseling, self-consciousness. You lose counseling. You cut yourself from counseling. Hallelujah. Self-consciousness. So we will pause here, and next time we meet, we will continue with the other pillars of selfishness. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And please. One here this afternoon. Jesus Christ is not your savior. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe you come to church every Sunday, but you know deep in your heart that you are very far from Jesus. You are very far from God. If you were to die today, you are not even sure where you will go. If that is you, this afternoon, I'm giving you this great opportunity. Why don't you lift up your right hand with all eyes closed, every head bowed. You say, I feel very far from Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, 
Do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. You may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that opportunity again. He said, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. If that is your prayer, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I will say this short prayer with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made for us even whilst we were still sinners. Lord, you sacrificed. You laid down your life for us. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that continues to light our path. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May you keep us, preserve us, deliver us from the wicked one. Deliver us from his subtlety. Deliver us from his lies. Deliver us from his deception. Deliver us from bad counseling in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from ungodly counsel. Deliver us from the counsel of the ungodly. Lord, may you keep us. May your word be a guide unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.